Hey there, hopheads and malt brains. You're listening to Drinking Socially, Untap's official podcast, and your inside look into what's happening in the Untap community and the world of beer. This episode is brought to you by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Family owned, operated, and argued for. Yes, over, excuse me. Um, and remember, like, subscribe, follow us, all those things, hit the bell, you know how social media works. Uh, make it happen. Okay, so summer break. Two words full of magic for every school age kid, really in the world. I'm, I'm talking about going to the beach, camping in the woods, climbing trees, eating ice cream and hot dogs and cheeseburgers, staying up late, catching fireflies. I had to take like a hundred baths in aloe because I would always forget that sunburn was a thing. I, I still forget. The less time for aloe baths. All those Im- images immediately flood my mind when I think back on summer breaks of, of yesteryear. The fondness of the memories, our welcome escape from the present, which is really a life devoid of the enchantment that was summer break. A life full of adult things like taxes and renewing my AAA membership and saying phrases like, let's circle back to this. And is this donut gluten free? A life full of responsibilities and rules. Until now! So I'm excited to announce that summer break for adults is here in the most adult form possible. A beer! And not just any beer. Summer break, which is the name of the beer, is actually a Hazy Session IPA. Sierra Nevada's spring seasonal this year. They brought it back. It debuted last year for the first time. Obviously, everybody loved it, so it's back again. And so because of that, this felt like the perfect time to bring... Our friend back, Scott Jennings, Innovation Brewer in Sierra Nevada, onto the show to talk more about how they managed to pack all this hop flavor into a lower ABV IPA. We're going to bring Scott on in a moment, but first, let's get our co-host up here, the Executive VP of Product for Untapped, and of course, more importantly, an original Drinking Socially co-host, Kyle Roderick. How are we doing, Kyle? More importantly, hey, Harrison, good to see you. Um, (laughs) Elias. Glad we were able to touch base here on this extremely business focused podcast uh, that we have as adults. Um, Adult things. That's right. I'm super, super glad. Yeah, just a tiny bit. I'm excited. I'm mostly excited, Harrison, for the Sierra Nevada Summer Break IPA 2022 badge. We did run one last year. So if you missed out, sorry. But you got to get this year's. Uh, This one is. A cannonball of hops. So much so, in fact, that Sierra Nevada, which always, always makes very, very good badge artwork, this year just yeah. like gave it 110%. Um, really? Didn't didn't phone it in right there, you know, during finals. They <laughs> they brought it all the way to the finish line and animated the badge for uh, the untapped users. You can go ahead and earn that. Check in one summer break from Sierra Nevada between April 3rd and May 18th, 2022, and you'll earn this badge. Boom. I love it. I love these straightforward badges. Get the beer, check it in, tell your friends. Drink it. Drink Have it. another one. I know. Get a six pack. Right. That's what I was laughing about. I was like, check into one, and I was like, that's the challenge to just check <laughs> into one. Like, yes. I have a 12 yeah. pack and a six pack. They're both almost gone. Mm-hmm. Like, this is one of those beers where you have it and you're like, 
let's have another. And thank yep. goodness both packs exist. So, but anyway, let's let's get Scott on the show. We can talk and you know, kind of pontificate about things all day long, Kyle. But we have an expert here, the man himself, who actually had a hand and blood, sweat, and tears into this beer. Scott Denny from Sierra Nevada. Let's get him on the show and let's drink some beer. Scott, how's it going? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good to see you. Hey, Scott. Yes, you as well. I'm pumped to enjoy summer break. So let's do that. Let's grab this beer and let's yeah. Right you're probably ahead of us, Scott, because you're a professional. There we are. I got it right go. here. Here we Good. go. Already opened mine. I know. Beautiful. And you're right. I mean, the, the can. The art New artwork this year, too. Bit, but, yeah. I'm yeah. loving it. I know. Very good. I've got my weathered Sierra Nevada glass. It's been through the wash a couple oh, times. Oh, it's a classic. Yeah. Classic. A classic. Lot, of, lot of good nights with this glass. A lot of laughs. A lot of... <laughs> all those things and about to be another one added to the, the list right here Ooh, all right Look cheers right. everybody cheers, cheers everybody Ooh, just Ooh. bright gosh i love this beer <sighs> yeah i get a lot of citrus on the nose oh first. yeah yeah you you were saying earlier you know um about the um why check into just one? <laughs> that was great, <laughs> by the way. But as a low ABV, I mean, this is a session beer, obviously. It's four mm-hmm. and a half. Um, is it four and a half? 4.6%. Four point six, right. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's sort of the point. You know, um, summer, you know, it's going to be hot out there. You know, you're going to want uh, you're going to want more than a couple. So right. that's sort of the point with that. Right, exactly. And it, it checks that box. And for me, like, session IPA, so you can write a book about it. I'm sure people have. It had such an interesting history. At first, people were like, what? A se- an IPA? I can drink more IPAs because it has less ABV. And then people were like, this is just a pale ale. And people were like, no, it's not. It's more <laughs> bitter. And like this whole revolution <laughs> happened. And then it kind of calmed down. But what like we are left with is this amazing beer where exactly kind of the first impression I had of, of this style is what it is it's a flavorful full flavored beer but i can have a few of them and and still be able to cannonball and jump off the you know the diving board safely mm-hmm. enough into the pool and all that stuff and not have to worry about much and that's hard to do it feels like it's like just an observer to make a flavorful beer low abv but it's got a lot of flavor to it Am I it right is it or? is hard to do yeah. Yeah. um it's really hard to do uh we've um uh, I mean, to be honest with you guys, we, we've tried and failed a few times, uh, okay. you know, and, and getting this this right. But uh, one of the things that you take for granted is um, alcohol in and of itself creates a, a lot of body and sweetness in beers as we know them. Sure. And you'll you'll know this when you might, um, you know, sip on a, a bourbon, for example or a scotch and you know there's a lot of sweetness there there's a lot of body there right um but uh you know the sugar content is not such that you would attribute that sweetness to the sugar uh alone so alcohol really plays a big part in that and when you take that way down uh you're you're all and make no other changes right you're all of a sudden going to have a beer that's not in balance and it's not going to be drinkable it's not going to be right Right. You know, a lot of times you'll come across this style and uh, you can get an impression of thinness, 
Mm. Um, you know, some folks say watery. I say thinness, just lacking a body. You know what right. I mean? Session right. IPAs too, they tend to sometimes have this kind of like cloying, almost like it's too dry uh, mm-hmm. taste to it where you're right. Like there's not enough sweetness. You almost are, you're like, uh, I don't know. Like I got to add something to this to add a little bit of body to it. Um, thin, thin, definitely uh like yeah. checks that box as well yeah 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 and and uh another thing that can happen is um the it, it can be overbearing in in bitterness right mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. once you kind of uh you know take the alcohol down and um anyway it's all about balance and that is um that's one of the hardest things to do uh to get right in a style like this yeah absolutely and you guys did it so let's talk about that so obviously it's easy to talk about hops in an ipa I want to start with the malts, though. I mean, are there other oats in here? Am I getting some wheat? Like, how are we? Because this is a great balanced beer. I mean, it's got a beautiful kind of like quick biscuity note almost right at the beginning. And then it's this awesome, as Kyle said, like citrusy kind of juicy thing happening. But it's yeah. so balanced. Yeah. So, um, I mean, uh, uh, first of all, I mean, note note the haze. It's, um, yeah. it's got a, you know. A, yeah. a, a delicate haze. It's not, you know, uh, real milky by any right. means, but uh, it's, uh, yeah, f- a little less haze than say our our our, our usual hazy little thing. Uh, sure. But that's because you know primarily it's got a lot less body than hazy little thing. But um, yeah, you're right. There's some oats in there. Uh, the base small, of course, is just pale pale malt, mm-hmm. um, and then on top of that we put some uh, malted wheat. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we use uh and, and that helps contribute to the haze quite a lot then we use oats and we use both malted and raw oats got it yeah and the oats are really interesting um uh more so than wheat a little bit oats will um help give you the sense of of body uh in beer you're you're creating a silkiness almost like a right. a creamy kind of a mouthfeel mm-hmm. and oats are really effective at that so um so Absolutely. we use malted as well as raw oats uh to help in that um the raw oats more so to help really bring the body up uh because okay. when you do a a low gravity beer and this one's only um around 11.5 play-doh original gravity right um, one of the challenges uh, that we found not only on this beer, but any others that we do that are kind of similar. When you have a low OG beer, it's really hard to not have a really, really high degree of attenuation. Right. So what I'm talking about is when, uh, you know, you end up fermenting way down. Um, and so your, your ending gravity is really low. Um, and that's, that's not what we want in a beer like this because it needs to have that, that fullness and that balance. Um, so raw oats really helps uh, maintain a certain uh, final gravity, um, as well as what we do in the brew house with that. Right. That's yeah. That's that's fantastic. And I mean, I love how you described oats as being kind of velvety. I mean, for me, and I feel like for a lot of craft beer fans, the first time you come across oats in a beer is like in a stout, an oatmeal stout. Right. And it's right. that like that like velvety is that exactly you're drinking your first oatmeal stout that's like really the only word that's that probably is in your head immediately so cool that like however it happened and you maybe have some insight into this is like now it's in ipas it's in so many other beers it's such a cool kind of grain to play with and you guys have two different kinds of it doing two different things in this beer which is uh 
not surprising. You're, you know, guys are always innovating, but it's pretty cool to just oats itself. You think of oatmeal, Quaker oats, like now they, they can do a lot. Like this is a really cool <laughs> grain. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nothing new in the world of brewing either, either malted or unmalted forms. Um, you know, it's, it's really more of a, uh, just a question of as a brewer uh, in, um, in your mind, when you, when you go through what target flavors and, and aromas and, and mouthfeel uh, that you sure. are looking for when you're coming up with a new recipe, you know, uh, what, what I do is, you know, I, I reach in and, and think about how to get there. And, right. you know, the ingredients, knowing them very, very well and, um, you know, certain hops we can blend together to create certain flavor impressions. And then you can use even different hops blended together and even different ways to create different <laughs> aroma impressions. But um, but really, honestly, it starts with just an idea and you say, uh, let's make a, a full flavored, balanced, but low alcohol IPA. No, no, wait a second. Wait a second. Let's make it a hazy IPA and it'll be fruity and juicy and creamy. Right. Uh, and we'll keep that ABV down way low. And, and then you just work out in your head how to, how to get there. And uh, oats is just one of the many uh, tricks that we have up our sleeves. I love that. That's great. So let's, so let's tell me, take me a little bit through that journey. So you, like this beer was it a pilot batch? Was it other beers first? And then it kind of found its final form in summer break. How did this kind of, how did we get here? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> Look back if, at the log. Yeah. For, for anybody who's been to the tap room in Mills River, you yeah. might have come across some years ago. We did a whole bunch of experimentation with some, some beers we called the super sessions. Okay. And those were at the time two and a half percent ABV beers. Uh, which we are not done playing around with yet, by the way. Uh, they're just not, you know, widely available. But um, same same thing for NA beer too, incidentally. But right. that's that's for a different conversation. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, we we play around with with this kind of stuff, uh, you know, quite a lot over the years. And um, interestingly, this particular beer right here started its life uh, a few years back under a different name that we mm. send out for export only uh, specifically to the UK. And, and that is a beer called um, hazy little thing session edition. And huh. uh, it's, it's just funny. I was just uh, over there not too long ago and, and I don't know if you can see the can, but uh, sure. you know, you've got the, uh, the name here and then underneath real small here, right. it says, you know, um, session hazy ipa and on the hazy little thing session edition it says hazy little thing real big and then session edition on the bottom <laughs> and so when you go to uh to the uk or europe and you you get a you order a hazy little thing more than likely that's what you're gonna get not the hazy little thing that we know of huh and it's funny because uh <laughs> I, I had to burst their bubble. Uh, we just did a really cool project with a brewery out there called Adnams. And yeah. um, oh, great. one of the, the mm, beautiful beers of the world, honestly. Right. But um, yeah, they, they do some amazing things. But anyway, we were just talking about Hazy Little Thing and uh, they said, yeah, it's so great, that low ABV. And I said, oh, no, 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 wait a second. <laughs> That's the session edition. And they said, what? There's another version? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, but uh, so uh, long story short, that's that's where this beer started out. 
And wow. uh, we didn't really have a U.S. market for it, although I think we had it on at our, our own locations. Uh, but um, two years ago, for the um, you know summer seasonal slot, yeah. uh, we just decided to put it in there um, under summer break uh, as the name. And a couple of changes uh, in the hopping um, and, and some minor things like that. But uh, uh, the prototype, I would say, was that hazy session edition. Wow. I did not know that. That's sick. And it, that beer's got a ton of check-ins and untapped as well. And, and that's yeah. still out there. It looks like in the market right now in like the UK and Europe as the session version of Hazy Little Thing. Yeah. Um, which is sick. Um, that's awesome. Okay. So let's, let's talk about hops then. So in summer break, what's happening here? What are we kind of tasting? I heard Amarillo, Chinook, some other ones, but what's, you tell me, what should I be kind of like tasting and why? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know, we tried to go for some complexity in this one. So, um, you know, the, I guess the, uh, character of the brew house hops are going to be a little different from the character of the dry hops. Um, Mm -hmm. but in every case it's a blend and the blend is, is really done for, for reasons of complexity. Um, we've got, uh, fairly modest uh, IBU um, on this one, yeah. And so, uh, so, so that presents a certain amount of challenge just right off the bat because you want to really, really load up your 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 wart uh, with late hopping, but mm. not overshoot your IBU target. And wow. so, um, we've got a couple of low uh, alpha varieties. Um, the first to boil is about the lowest alpha variety I think we can get, and it's called Strisselspalt. Okay. And that's an interesting one. It's a French hop. Um, when you uh, kind of evaluate it on its own, it's real real grassy, uh, maybe a hint of, of, of uh, lemon, um, but a very herbal, herbaceous hop. Hmm. Um, but we're using that at the top of the boil, not for that herbaceous characteristic, but because it's got a low alpha acid content. So we can right. put a decent amount in mm-hmm. there and, and then save a lot of, let's say, you know, um, BU bandwidth <laughs> right. for the, for the whirlpool edition and all the rest of it, uh, hot side that is, is going in the whirlpool. So that's where we'd start loading it up. Wow. Yeah, that's a cool hop that you don't see everywhere. But I mean, I totally yeah get what you're saying in terms of. And then so they say that's the first edition you guys do, but it's late in the boil. It's like almost it is the whirlpool. No, so no, that's a start of boil, right? Okay, start of the boil. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so you're not getting a heck of a lot of BUs from that. Um, right. What we're doing then after that is we're we're doing um, a bunch of whirlpool hopping, and that's a uh-huh. a pretty massive amount. Uh, <laughs> that is uh, a blend of comet. Uh, which is a really cool U.S. variety uh, yeah. that I think, as far as I remember, was nearly at risk of being out of production because it's kind of a pain in terms of harvesting. The farmers have a hard time with it because the cones are are enormous. You know, they're like four and five inches long. These cones, and so they're oh, really wow. difficult to run through the picking equipment. Um, but here you get a lot of uh, you know really really citrus forward character. Um, so we're blending with that Laurel, uh, which is, uh, kind of a fun, uh, and much newer than Comet, um, mm-hmm. hop. And then on top of that, we're putting a little bit of Mandarina Bavaria. Wow. Uh, 
which is kind of fun too. That's a that's a German hop, mm-hmm. uh, which will give you not a real bright bright citrus like a like a fresh sliced you know orange or a grapefruit, but more of a like a like an orange preserves kind of a character. Okay. Yeah. So huh. so that's the blend. The se- secret well, seek not secret anymore. Secret whirlpool <laughs> blend. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Every, every home yeah. brewer is rapidly taking down notes. Well, I got it. I mean, Order honestly, online. like when you when you think of the hop bill of most hazy IPAs, like none of what you mentioned is frankly like what I would be looking for on a can, right? Like it's not the it's not your typical like sexy, you know, mosaics or you know, uh citras or anything like that. And I think the complexity, like you mentioned, really comes out here. There's like a uh, an interesting kind of like lingering floralness to it that does, even though with uh, you've got kind of like that that smooth, easy drinking flavor. There's something that like makes you want to just go back and get another mm-hmm. sip and like kind of mm-hmm. completely coat your palate with that. Um, yeah that like citrusy floral you know juicy flavor yeah it's you know uh, jammy almost it's yes. uh, right. it's yeah. like uh right. it's bordering on savory even yeah. but um you know uh and, and that's kind of the the point i guess is um you know we really wanted this one to different be differentiated from the other beers in our lineup um you know we use a crap load of citra and Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and mosaic and, and other brands. There's a little bit in the dry hop on this one of Citra, okay. but okay. Uh, that's that's not what it's all about here. You know, right. what I was going for is what and what I want people to you know, if anybody comes back to me and tells me tells me this, I'll I'll consider it you know a success. But I, I'm hoping that you might have an impression that reminds you of something like a roll of lifesavers. Or like if anybody remembers these, yes. uh, the old juicy fruit gum or fruit stripes gum. Yeah, you know, fruit stripe. Very fruity, you know, very, <laughs> very juicy, but uh, definitely complex enough that you can't say, ah, it's grapefruit or, oh, it's mango right. or, you right. know, anything def- definitive. But it, it's more of a an right. overall just juiciness. Roll of lifesavers. That's what this. I'm going Yeah, I, I think – Maybe even Fruit Loops, right? You got a little bit yeah, of that like biscuity, yeah, that yeah. biscuity like kind of overwhelming. Like you, you just open that box uh, right. as well, and it's like just blasts you with yeah. the Fruit Loops flavor. Yeah, right. that, that, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Point it. Thanks for that, Kyle. That improves yeah. on my theory. Fruit Loops, <laughs> box of Fruit Loops, box of Fruit Loops. What I mean, honestly, what has happened with the beer industry? Where I feel like. Early, early on, right, 90s, when we're talking about, like, lifesavers and those flavors, right, the mystery flavor of anything was what people wanted, right? And right. to <laughs> me, every beer, because it's not on the can, oftentimes it's not on the can, it very much is, like, a mystery flavor. Like, you're challenging your palate every time to figure out what is in here, what is this, like, what do I like about this right. that makes it something I would gravitate to and want to pick up on a regular basis. Like just getting to hear more about kind of what drives that is really interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, me, me too. You know, I consider it kind of a challenge to, I mean, you know, we make so many IPAs, you know, mm, uh, right. that's, uh, uh, yeah, pretty close to all we make, uh, <laughs> these days. 
not not entirely, <laughs> but you know, I mean, okay, you know, we'll we'll bounce back and forth between a few things over the years, but um, you know, we're we're all about hoppy beers, and so uh, we've got uh, kind of a challenge to make sure that they, you know, if if you were to have a you know um, a hazy session or summer break, um, as mm-hmm. it's uh, called here, or uh, a hazy little thing, or a yeah. big little thing, or a torpedo, mm. or all four of those, and you, you do a lineup, you're going to find that they're yeah. all extremely different from each other. And that's that's one of the challenges that, that I kind of like. Heck yeah. I know, right? It's We've said it a couple times on this show, but it feels like we're li- we are living in the golden age of IPA. But I've said that every year for the past seven years, and I feel like every year I'm still <laughs> right because it keeps getting more and more. We learn more about what hops can and can't do, and we kind of have this lovely relationship between no more West Coast IPAs, all hazy, and now we want West Coasts again. And the Session IPA is like having this, I'm not going to call it a resurgence because it's still kind of a newer beer style, but it is something that like is synonymous with summer. It's like, where is that? Okay, where is my session IPA? Um, it's just so cool. We've gotten to this place where, right, an IPA is no longer one thing. It is like it almost almost means nothing anymore. You know, you're going to get some kind of maybe bitterness. It's going to be juicy. There's probably going to be some kind of floral citrusy thing happening. But like, how bitter? How juicy? How hazy? Mm-hmm. How much ABV? You just don't know until you, like Kyle said, kind of get the can and are like, All right, what's the adventure inside here? which I don't know it, you're right. It's cool. It's fun. It makes trying all these crazy beers out there, you know, get why there's a hobby, get why there's billions of check-ins that untap and people are just like, what's next? What can I, what's the next crazy thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys certainly, you know, know kind of written the book on IPA. So it's cool Absolutely. That, that this is here and that the session IPA Sierra Nevada's take on a hazy session IPA is everywhere. And actually I kind of wanted to pick your brain about that. For a minute, Scott, I feel like we may have talked about it before, but let's talk about it again. And actually, specific to this beer, producing so much of it, I mean, where it's like available in every you know grocery store in the country, and it's a hazy IPA, those can and kind of have like a history of being tough to be like shelf stable and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And yet, this is fantastic and amazing, um, and you know will be the entire season. Is that part of the process when you're conceptualizing this beer like how do we make this great three four five six months after we've canned it it's still tasting the way we want yeah absolutely uh that's that's a really big deal in terms of um you know the work that that i do and that our teams do sure um you know we we we're, we know that a very small percentage of everybody who tries their beers has it within a month of when right. it was packaged i mean that's just the reality of the situation right uh when you would go to our own local grocery stores uh near the brewery you can find you know beer that's older than a month at times Hmm. uh not saying that it goes downhill uh at that point in time it certainly does not but you know uh more than likely you know uh the average age of the can uh when somebody gets it in their hands and takes it home and enjoys it is probably going to be um three to four months maybe Hmm. um three or four if we're if we're lucky but that's not unusual 
right. not not at all. Um, and you know, I I hope I'm not putting my foot in my mouth. You know, we have uh, incredible distribution partners, uh, but you know, when you get, uh, you know, in uh, in certain situations, you know, um, the beers get some age on them. Um, right. The, yeah, it's it's unknown circumstances, right? Like how it's stored, how you know whether whether it's cool or not, like it, it can be a toss up. It, it's, it's really an unknown once it heads out the door. Yeah, it's true. Um, you know, storage conditions can be whatever and, um, and so on. But, um, at any rate, um, flavor stability is a major part of the work mm-hmm. that we do. And that, uh, uh, in this case includes haze stability too. We've, mm-hmm. we've learned a heck of a lot over yeah. the last five <laughs> years with hazy little, um, right. Uh, an amazing amount. So um, obviously we put into play everything that we've learned regarding haze stability um, into this beer and, and every uh, every new batch of hazy beers that come out of the brewery are benefiting from all that experience and trialing and experimentation and, and uh, kind of our collective knowledge on the subject. But um, flavor stability as well is very, very important. It's very, very complicated. Uh, it's uh, often overlooked, but there's a lot of things that contribute to that. Um, and uh, I can tell you, we put in a tremendous amount of focus on, on the details uh, regarding those points. Heck yeah. But um, we didn't talk about dry hops yet. I was going to yeah. say, let's talk yeah, about dry hops. We haven't hops. done that yet. You mentioned it a moment ago. So how many additions, how many dry hops? We talked about that a lot with Powder Day, but for summer break... What is the dry hopping like? What are you guys doing with this one? Yeah, we have a couple of doses. Uh, we do mm. a, a warm dose uh, where we are trying to capitalize on uh, kind of tropical characteristics uh, specifically. And then we're, uh, then we do a cold dose. This is post-tank uh, chill. Uh, mm-hmm. All done in the same tank, by the way, okay. um, where we kind of layer on some extra things. So, uh, so yeah, it's kind of fun. You know, a couple of varieties in there they might not expect from you know what you get when you when you smell the beer, mm. but we've got um, a little bit of mosaic on the warm dose. Uh, that's nice. quite uh, quite tropical. Uh, mm-hmm. Really generates some some lovely character. But when when we pair with that, uh, some one of my favorite hops, uh, good old Chinook, ah. uh, which is kind of funny because that hop is uh very much grapefruit focused and pine mm, focused yeah. uh but in a warm dose you definitely get more citrus and less pine uh, but it does contribute a pretty good amount of um, total oil into the beer because it's a pretty high alpha hop right um so so that's kind of fun so you know we're we're layering you know we're pairing up interesting hops together to create complexity uh, and to finish the beer off with the cold dose, we use uh, a New Zealand variety that is called Pacifica. Okay. And that one is uh, a really kind of a cool one because it is, uh, uh, well, a lot of people think of New Zealand hops as being very, very uh, specifically tropical uh, in nature. Um, right. And this is almost like a like a cross between, uh, gosh, I don't know. Um, if you were to rub, uh, make it, make a hop rub blend and try and match Pacifica, I would say you could do pretty well with, uh, something like, uh, a little bit of, um, maybe Vic secret okay. and a little bit of cascade. 
Mm. Uh, it's, it's got, uh, it's got some complexity to it. So we're putting that in on the cold, cold dose again, to just really get that, uh, as Kyle, you, you rightly pointed out the fruit loops, uh, impression. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It is a good one. And so that's here. So you're kind of blending that all together, doing a couple of different doses of it. And then from, so I'm curious from start to finish brew day to packaging, what is the time about until this thing's in cans and, mm. and out the door on average? I would say we can get that done in 14, 15 days. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's, yeah. and that's so cool for many reasons. And obviously you have heck of a demand to meet. So kind of tank space is pretty valuable and need to be moving through it. But to the fact that we get an IPA that's like kind of that recently dry hopped, and then out the door is so yeah. cool um, yeah. and maybe lost on if you're not think maybe not thinking about it the first time you open a beer like this is like you're going to get not only a great beer, but like something that was if you get it early enough right away, like or certainly before it got in the can, like right before it got in the can, this thing was dry hopped just a few days earlier yeah. um, or so, which is it's awesome. It, yeah, we, we bring the beers back through our sensory panel, um, you know, routinely as they're yeah. aging. Uh, and even we, we do that while we store them in different uh, conditions, warm or cold storage and, and whatever. But, um, you know, I really like to say that over the years, we've gotten pretty good at flavor stability. So yeah. I have every confidence that unless the beer was, you know, stored in someone's trunk in Miami <laughs> for over the weekend uh you know up to uh three four months when the beer's been treated really well you're gonna have that really bright hop character still and and even beyond that uh, i think it, it presents really really very well yeah, yeah. No, I, especially since you all like are very active on decoding your ears as well i think that like, trust in that belief that you know it's a show stable it's gonna stay great no matter really what the date on the bottom of the can is i think that's just it's more proof that what you're all are making is is really good and folks are enjoying it um i definitely do look out for it i i'm obviously in california and we've got a brewery real close to us um the fresher i can get sierra nevada the better but uh i'm not i'll never shy away no matter what the date on on the bottom is from you all it's always good yeah i appreciate that um we put like i said a lot of work into that so that's something I, i'm really proud of over the years and Heck yeah, and absolutely. And actually, on that same subject, I'm curious. Obviously, you guys are can. This is beer is canned. Almost all of your beers are canned as well as bottled now. Mm -hmm. So, was that like? Did that kind of add to that equation a little bit? Discovering maybe the stuff in the can maybe was self stable a little bit longer. Um, and so, let's can everything, or was it that not like a non factor? And it was more about let's just get the liquid great and regardless of what vessel it, it, it ends in. Yeah. That's not really that much of a factor. You know, the, the, the move from bottles to cans is really market driven. Okay. It's not so much about the, the beer itself. Hmm. Um, you know, we don't, uh, we don't bottle this one. We do keg it right. and we do can it of course, but um, that's really market driven more than anything else. Um, you know, the, the difference between, Bottle beer and can beer in terms of oxidation and flavor stability has more to do with the uh, quality, let's say, of the equipment 
that is being used when that packaging uh, occurs and the, the skill of the staff mm-hmm. doing that to keep those uh, those TPOs, total package oxygen numbers, way, way down. Right. Uh, that makes way more difference than the package itself. You know, granted, over time, you can have um, a little bit of oxygen ingress through the liner of the crown on the bottle. Mm. But the impact of that is far less significant than the quality of uh, the packaging operations in the first place. Right. Uh, so, um, again, we put a, a whole lot of uh, time and, and investment into, you know, filling cans with uh, without oxygen. Um, and, of course, there's never going to be zero oxygen. But right. um, pretty dang close. And that has to do with the uh, – I mean, hats off. Um, our, our packaging teams are absolutely crushing it every day. Uh, it is really, really hard to get a, 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 a package integrity as good as those people can do. So hats off to Amazing. them. Amazing. Yes. Cheers to those folks for, right, kind of maybe the unsung heroes. Mm. I'll drink to that. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Okay. So, all right. And then the, the yeast for this, is this your house yeast, the kind of world famous yep. Chico? All right. Cool. Yep. Yeah. That's that's amazing as well. So um, what else should we know about this beer, Scott? I mean, it's only around for a little bit. So obviously don't, don't sleep mm-hmm. on it. This is your seasonal through like june about i think um yeah it's it's about right um you know uh, it'll probably be out there here and there a little longer than that but um it is a seasonal it's the second year that we've done it um if uh uh, for for all the listeners out there if y'all like it let us know uh if we should you know keep that coming back for next year uh i'd love to hear from everybody Heck yeah. I mean, yeah. and it's, I mean, the untapped check-ins speak a little bit for that. I mean, it's certainly getting some love on untapped. There's been more than 33,000 total check-ins of summer break, about 759 each month. So that's impressive for a seasonal that is only in year number two of existing and really like the early part of that season. I mean, it was just released really a couple weeks ago. Uh, I started seeing people checking it in. Um, on untapped again so that says a lot but yeah i mean obviously how should they reach out do you guys like people like emailing you commenting on facebook what's the best way for someone to like show their summer break love oh any of those works fine okay. we, we right. check it all smoke signals rent a plane with a banner <laughs> they can drive by just the, the buying it well like, heck just you. even better <laughs> come on down to the brewery right. let, let us know what you think i like that I know it's such a trip. I mean, we could talk about Mills River and Chico oh and how they're gosh. like the Willy yeah. Wonka for every beer fan. I feel like everybody says that, but that means they're probably onto something. Uh, yeah, if you haven't been to either the locations or the t- torpedo room, I mean, it's just it's uh, yeah, it's everything you'd think it is, and and then some. Um, yeah, and for uh, for those interested, when you do come to the brewery, uh, you can get prototypes experimental beers uh you know special things that you cannot <laughs> get anywhere else ever so anywhere um, come on down yeah you may drink a future seasonal beer in its early forms there who knows you probably could yes indeed <laughs> <laughs> oh i love it well i mean this is this has been awesome drinking summer break However, I think we have a bonus beer tonight as well. We do, you guys. Let's jump into 
what we have next year, you guys were kind enough to send us Sunny Little Thing, your new Citrus Weed Ale. Booyah. It's very Let, good. Let's crack this guy open. I've not I've been drinking uh full disclosure, I've been drinking summer break for like a week and a half and been loving it. But <laughs> they, like every night it's kind of been a tradition. Um it's getting more it's eighty degrees here. It's, I need that beer. Um have, have not you guys had, you guys have haven't tried it? it? No, no. First, first go. Okay, cool. Whoa. Well, then you guys lead oh. off here. Oh my gosh! I just like stopped. <laughs> I I could smell it. It was like two feet in front of me. I could smell yeah. it just halfway through the pour. Incredible. The orange, orange. Ooh, man. Let's. Okay, I'm, let me take a sip. And then I already, <laughs> I already have questions. I'm even drinking it out of my brain. I can't <laughs> slow myself down. Yeah, I love to see people's reactions when they try this one for the first time. I'm, it is, I'm going, I'm going straight to Sunny special. D. Like I don't even need to take. That's incredible. You're right. It's that Sunny D orange. You're right. Ooh, is there grapefruit? Is there grapefruit too? Yes, there is. Oh man, you got to be kidding me! Yeah, that is refreshing. Uh, refreshing for sure, isn't it? Yes, this is amazing. This is, oh, you got to be joking. Especially, I mean, after the <laughs> summer break, so my, the hoppy, hoppy part of my beer brain is happy. Yeah, now this, the, completely. Getting the, like a malty treat. But again, how you how you make such balanced beers blows my mind. When I hear there's fruit in a beer, my immediate thought, I think a lot of like beer fans thought is like, oh, that's going to be a sweeter beer than it needs to be. Right. Nope. Like this is like, Kyle said it's like a big old, it's like a grapefruit orange punching me in the face, but it's it's delicious. It's there's no cloyness, there's no like over sweetness at all. It's it's like it's almost like like orange peel dryness to it as well, just a little bit. Very much so. Right? Yeah. But, okay, yeah. so what are is there rind in here? Is there What's happening, Scott? My mind has questions. questions. Uh, But that balance, once again, that that is the thing that we talk about every time we talk, isn't it? It's it's so hugely important. You know, uh, in this one, you really want to have – and incidentally, this is – kind of different for us you know yeah. there's, there's really no hop uh, presence in it at all you know that's that's not sure. what we're going for here we're going for uh very much a citrus uh you know really a a, a real you know uh citrus juice character but once again uh balance you know it still yeah. needs to be beer you still have to have uh not too acidic mm-hmm. not too sweet not too bitter. It really needs to be repeatable because, again, this is uh, this is this is an outdoor beer. This is a, this is an all day beer. Uh, wow. You know, <laughs> truly. I mean, that's right. So it's like five percent ABV. So right, where this is, you can enjoy a couple of these. Um, and let's talk about like the the ingredients a bit, and really like the one that I'm sure everyone is wondering about as soon as they have it is so the fruit. Is it? It's orange and grapefruit. Yep. And tell me about when are you guys adding it? What part of the fruit? Like walk me through that a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, let's start with the base beer. Sure. It is a pretty straightforward, uh, you know, what I guess I would call an American wheat. Okay. So, um, and by that, I mean, as opposed to a wit or a Hefeweizen or right. something mm-hmm. like, like that. So mm-hmm. you're not going to have any uh, phenolic character. There's going to be no clove, no banana. 
Um, we use, once again, our good old Chico Ale yeast in this one. Uh, and uh, it's, in a, it's in a wheat heavy base beer. Uh, so that's where we start. Uh, very little hops. Uh, the BUs are, um, I'm stretching a little bit here. I want to say they're maybe 12 or 14 or something. Mm-hmm. So really, really low. Um, but, uh, the point is, uh, all about the citrus. Right. So, um, we, uh, we've done some, uh, some, you know, citrus focused beers in the past. And in that case, we've really relied on, um, rind, uh, to get that done. Sure. And when you pair that with, uh, with the right hops, you can really get that jammy kind of character. Mm. Uh, but it's not uh, as bright of a character when you do it in that way as what we were going for in this beer. Um, so we moved away from that on this beer. Um, it's not hop heavy uh, at all. Uh, and so what we're doing is uh, we're adding our, our citrus post-fermentation. So uh, that way you, you don't okay. run the risk of volatilizing citrus character during fermentation as you know co2 is venting off you don't run the risk of losing any because of um you know um, interactions with with yeast um or uh, anything like that um you don't lose it uh with filtration either uh as we don't really filter the beer obviously it's cloudy sure it's uh, unfiltered but um at any rate um so what we're using is um uh, yeah, I'm not going to, you know, spill the beans entirely, sure, but sure. it's a, a, a blend of orange and grapefruit, but it's a, it's a pure juice, uh, dehydrated juice, uh, uh, powder. Uh, so it's imagine taking, wow. you know, the juice of an orange and the juice of a grapefruit and you take all the water away yes. and then we can add that to the beer. It's, there's nothing artificial about it. It's right, just right. fruit juice. Right. I love but that. So it's, it's like tang, but it's real tang. It's tang is the, <laughs> the imitator. There's nothing this. real about tang, right. I'll tell you. Tang that. is the opposite, <laughs> the inverse of this. I mean, Harrison, <laughs> if they're looking for something to take to space, like they gotta take right. they I gotta know. take this to space. Leave Tang yeah. on the moon. Let's this <sighs> is what we need. This is an adult, better version than yeah, Tang. Yeah, let's not get started on Tang. Yeah. Talk about summer break. No, no. The, the, the citrus is uh, 100% totally natural. Uh, it's just, you know, how you add it and when you add it uh, as to, uh, right. you know, that impression that comes out of the can finally at the end. Well, you guys crushed it. And this is available really? in your, your variety pack, right? There's like the whole yeah. AD, the little, little thing variety pack. It is, but uh, it's also available standalone, if not oh, cool. everywhere now. Um, we're working towards that. We're, we're we're trying to you know keep up with it. Honestly, we're pretty busy at the brewery, so we're we're doing the best we can with it. Uh, but this is, I mean, I mean, talk about like a summer combo. I could live off of summer break and sunny little thing. Like this is it. This like checks all the beer boxes. It's great. Like wheat beer in the summer. That feels like hot dogs at a baseball game. It feels like you should, you should have your summer wheat beer and now that done, done for me. Found it. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Take it to your nearest baseball game as soon as you can. That's right. Yeah. I think the thing for this too is uh, this opens up, I think some, some possibilities of like, 
cooking with this for me i'm thinking like desserts or at like uh ribs or you know uh carnitas with sunny little things like it's it's got kind of like somewhere in in the like summery barbecue but food range i'm i'm yeah. very interested in finding a way to, to use this again like you mentioned no hop character so i'm not i'm not really concerned with how that's going to you know, make certain food taste a little yeah, awkward after cooking. That's it. true. If when you cook with beer, you can often get a bitterness um, that you, you're not really um, um, excited about. But you know, and as much as um, um, a, as a self-professed hophead, uh, as much as I hate to admit it, not all <laughs> of our fans are hopheads, <laughs> and uh, this is uh, something that we're. Um, uh, you know, uh, with Sonny really trying to, to make sure that we, we can put something out there for people who are maybe, maybe not into IPAs or maybe they want a little variety, uh, uh, in their lives in terms of their beer, uh, selections. So, um, but yeah, you know, if you haven't tried it, give it a shot. Um, and once again, let me know what you think. Yes. Easy to do. And I mean, yeah, this, I mean, this beer, I'm so excited. Thank you guys again for sending it to us. Cause this is, Amazing. It was a surprise. Open up the box and I was like, what? Yeah. Oh, bonus beer. Um, that's always been, you know, exciting for me as a, as a, just a fan of, of beer, but already, I mean, this thing's got more, almost 6,000 check-ins on untapped. And this is the first year this sunny little thing is out. Correct. Like yeah. Is- yeah. It's, it's pretty much brand new, cool. brand new. Well, we didn't waste any time quickly finding its place in the untapped universe i'm watching sharon h on untap right now cooking some king crab legs while enjoying oh, this we're doing it that doing sounds it. amazing that sounds That's amazing the, i know it's kind of fun going through untapped photos and seeing the food that people make with a lot of these beers it's, <laughs> yeah you know there's definitely i mean good food and good beer right like it's, it's not don't overthink it too much that sounds like a good time to to me but uh this beer in particular i'm seeing a lot of Photos with food and beer. So, Kylie, maybe onto something. Um, I mean, certainly onto something with this beer, Scott. This thing is uh, is killer, and I'm pumped that I you now don't have to hunt and enjoy a bunch of wheat beers to find my one for the summer. That's done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks for that. Um, yeah, like I said, some of you might remember uh, we did play around with orange um, yeah, uh, pale ales in the past. Yeah. And those were still very hop focused. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it really was, uh, I don't know, in retrospect, it was a little bit of a miss for the folks who were really uh, looking for, you know, uh, you know, really loved to look for hops. And in and, and the same vein, the folks who were really looking more for, you know, uh, juicy and, and, and less hop character so we we try to you know satisfy everybody all at the same time with that and and i think we um you know learned a lot uh from those days and so um uh, a pretty good rebound i would say is exactly what we tasted today with the summer break being you know very very hot focused but not too bitter you know still really uh really sessionable uh for a couple of reasons and the sunny uh we just call it sunny yeah uh that one really just taking that fruit box for those who are just really, really looking for that pure citrus experience. Yep. And you did it. You, you did it. You nailed it again. It's so cool. So let's in, in kind of 
closing thoughts here. What else can we look forward to for the rest of the year for you guys in Sierra Nevada? I heard whispers of maybe a new fall seasonal, but what else? What can you tell us today, Scott, without spilling too many beans too early? Yeah, well, uh, you know, um, it's, it is true. We do have a new fall seasonal coming out. Um, but, but let me stop right there and yeah. just say, um, don't worry. Celebration will come as planned. <laughs> don't worry. I know. I know. Celebration is, uh, you know, that, that's our, uh, that's our lifeblood anyway, but, um, right. Right. Oh, anyway. mine too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. It is my blood from yeah, right October it's... through January. That's all I made out of, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, so no worries when we talk about fall seasonal. This is something new, something fun that we're going to put out there. And that's, uh, you know, in a way, uh, kind of a, an extension of the sort of, we're kind of, you know, uh, building this, this common thread between a few of these seasonals. You know, you got powder day, mm-hmm. you've got summer break. You know, mm-hmm. these are the very hot fo- focus beers. So um, sure. we've got another one that's going to come out in the fall, and it is called Liquid Hoppiness. Ooh, sold. <laughs> so uh, right. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. Maybe we can uh, taste that one when it comes out together. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, it's uh, we're excited. We're really excited about this one. That sounds amazing. Always something to look forward to for you guys. I mean – I feel like it's so impressive how many new beers have come out with just in the past couple of years and not slowing down. So if you're not following you guys on Instagram, on all the social medias, I mean, if that's your thing, do it because I feel like I, yeah, every other week or month I learn about some new beer you guys are, are, are kind of cooking up or some new variety pack. I mean, a lot of those from you guys that are great in the market right now, it's, there's always something new a brewing. And we just get to benefit from it and drink about it. Drink with it. Drink about it. Drink it. That's it's working. Yeah. yeah. Um, all that stuff. And that's uh, I'm lucky to lucky to be in these shoes, even though I'm not wearing any shoes right now. Um, right here. But <laughs> that's, this is, that's that's a, that's the summer yeah. break doing that, right? Like that. Right. You that's take right. a sip and they instantly just fly right. off your feet, and you're that's like, right. "Why? No more how, shoes. how did I end up in this inner right. tube on exactly. a lazy river? It's just." <laughs> It's just right. what kind of happened. Right, it's a magic cannonball all of a sudden. <laughs> right, this is terrifying and amazing. How did I get here? No questions. Just go with the flow. Your, your mileage may vary, but I am I am going to say it's it is a transportation device. Just the right. beer takes you whew, right into there. That's right. I like that. The travel's relative, as is time, as are we all. But I want to thank you, Scott, for spending some time with us this evening, morning, wherever we are in the world. Um, sharing these beers it's a pleasure as always and uh yeah keep doing this stuff you're i mean you guys are killing it and happy to be alive when i get to enjoy all these amazing beers you guys are cranking out it's been it's been nothing but a blast oh that's cool i really appreciate it you know um it's it's a lot of fun we are always working on something new so um yeah stay tuned uh you know um We'll, 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 we'll keep you we'll keep you guessing a little bit but hopefully we'll deliver some nice surprises from time to time that's right. As you always do. I mean, really, it's in fact, I was on the website the other day or today. I think you guys are you're shipping Porter out to a couple states, too. And like, yeah, packs, I think. Yeah. That's one of those beers that you guys make that like is like amazing, but it's harder to find. And that was a joy to see that that it can come because I'm in North Carolina, like right to my front step. 
So truly, like, there's all there is literally always something, yeah, um, that uh, you guys are doing. Sometimes yeah. it's just a beer you haven't had in a while that you're bringing back, which is we don't need to open up that can of worms. I'm sure the list of well, like, how many people asking about ruthless rye. And I know, I know. And- I, I, I was gonna say we will <laughs> get that all the time. You know, Porter, <laughs> Porter being um, you know really iconic in this yeah. country and yeah. early craft beer movement. Um, you know, the same with our original stout. Um, yep. And then there's been so many just beautiful beers over the years that that have kind of, you know, came and run their course. And you know what, though? We'll bring them back from time to time. Uh, right. We will. Absolutely. And that's, that's a pretty active uh, part of uh, some of our small batch processes is bringing back some of the fan favorites. That's right. I love it. I love being a fan. It's a great time to be a fan. And if you're like Porter website, if you're in California, D.C., Kentucky, North Carolina, North Dakota, Nebraska, I think that's what that one is, North New Hampshire, Ohio, PA, Virginia, and Vermont, you can probably get that beer sent right to you. So uh, kind of that's a great whatever, we can talk about Porter's forever, but that's like this time of year when the nights are cold, but the days are kind of warmer. Porter. Boom. I'll take that in spring and fall and whenever all the time. But good timing on that. But anyway. I want to thank you again, Scott. This is killer. I'm going to enjoy probably another summer break in a moment. Uh, and, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. But but cheers, man. Thanks again. Yeah, anytime. Good to see you guys. Uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. That's it. Cheers. Have a great night. Cool. Cheers. Thanks, Scott. Woo. Ah, yes. Bonus beer, Kyle. Truly incredible. Like, yeah. I want to just, I want to go make a badge for this. Cause I feel like I'm just, I need to, something has to commemorate this yeah. incredible opportunity right. I've had to well, try yeah. this beer with you all. Uh, it's when I say Sunny D like it's so close. Like it's <laughs> frightening how close this is oh, truly no. summer. Like summer was Sunny D for me. Sure. I Just, know. Yeah. That's that's yeah. it. It's liquid gold. Exactly. That's what I was going to say Incredible. earlier when we were, we were talking about fruit stripe gum for summer break. I literally had a summer break memory of being like at a gas station on a trip somewhere in the summer. What are you going to get for your snack? A pack of fruit stripe gum. And like before we left the gas station, I had half the pack in my mouth because the flavor lasts a second. But it's so good. You're like, I'll risk joking mm-hmm. on this 99 cent gum because I just want to keep the flavor going. The flavor lasts way longer in, in the summer break. But when you said fruit stripe, really I was does. like, oh my gosh, I'm somewhere in New Jersey on the turnpike. It's I'm young. The world's in front of me, full of hope, I and think, my mouth you is know full what? of fruit stripe gum. That's what Sierra Nevada does well for me, at least, right? Like, they've been around in California forever. Right. Um, it is nostalgia in a can for me. It's like the the True. taste, the flavor. But it's not just them, like, sticking back to their roots. They are innovating like crazy yeah. and making some incredible beers. So I'm super glad that we were able to try this stuff and summer break. Cool um, tech cool as heck and we'll have hopefully i'll have scott back again i want to drink all kinds of beers with scott i want to drink pale ale with scott i want to talk about go deep into the weeds of the history of probably the most famous craft beer ever um certainly you know a a pioneer obviously books have written about it so maybe we'll see we'll see uh, what we can do here 
Um, but for now, we'll wrap up today. I want to let everyone know out there that if you haven't heard yet, Untapped Spear Festival returns to Charlotte, North Carolina, June 18th. Uh, at American Legion Memorial Stadium. Get you tickets. Know, get your tickets. Jump on board. Get the tickets. Festivals on tap.com. Go grab some tickets. There's going to be music, a VIP lounge, unlimited beer samples. Got some of the highest untapped ratings, uh, you know, in terms of what beer will be there ever, which is, is pretty cool too. So grab some info, grab some tickets. Festivals on tap.com. And we'll be back soon with more beer, more guests, more fun. But until then, everybody keep your glasses clean and your cellars dark. And I'm going to go dive into that 12-pack I have of summer break. But cheers. Have a good one, everybody. Cheers. (laughs) 